On this episode of Another Way to See It, Kim and Randy talk about the difference between habits, routines, and rituals, and how you can create everyday rituals that support the life that you want to live. We hope you enjoy it. Thanks for tuning in to the Another Way to See It podcast. I'm Kim Moran, joined by my co-host, Randy Poindexter. We're life coaches who talk about real issues that we deal with personally and professionally. How are you, Randy? I'm doing good. I'm in a great mindset. It's been a good week, and we're just going to keep on going into this episode. Positivity. All right. All right. I like that. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I have no complaints today. Not, not one single complaint. Not one. Oh, okay. I'll take it. Yeah, right? I mean, let's not poke the bear. It, it, true. I don't want to go down that path today. Yeah. Last week, I had a bee in my bonnet. This week, I'm all, I'm all right. I think you needed that last week, though. I think it was good. Yeah, no, it's all good. You put out a social media post the other day of you burning stuff, and it was about saying Mm -hmm. goodbye to things or letting things go. And I started thinking that fires and bonfires and releasing things and letting go seems like a ritual. And a few months ago, we talked about when we had that coaching uh, podcast Mm -hmm. about how you're going to mark this chapter in your life. And so it brought me to that place when I saw your post, like, Hey, there he did. He did a ritual. We talked about it specifically. And so I don't know that that was in your mind at the time, but it brought me to that place. And, and I wanted to talk about ritual and the importance of that. And how do you do that? And what that means? What do you think? I'm a hundred percent down. Okay. So why don't you walk me through the process, the bonfire and all of that? Well, initially, when we talked, there there was talk around closing that chapter and, and what that would look like. And, you know, you brought up a ritual and we talked about burning stuff. So um, obviously that seed was planted, but when it came time for me to move out, I had a bunch of scrap wood still in the garage from all my woodworking and I had nowhere to put it. So my buddy was like, I got a huge bonfire pit in the back of my property. We'll just take it with us and burn it all. And that got me thinking that there's still stuff in the house of me and my ex. And no no resentment, no negativity around it. It's just I, I haven't gotten rid of it yet. And there's this, you know, picture like big pictures and quotes and, you know, decorations like that. So I was like, cool, I'll just take it and, and I'll burn it. And the the synchronicity of it all is it it falls on the same time frame within a couple of days of the finalizing of the divorce last year. So I was like, it's time, you know, let's do let's do a bonfire. Surprisingly, I uh, I, I didn't get uh, worked up. There wasn't a lot of once again. There was no negativity around it. It was just releasing it. So I, I think it shows a lot of my growth and a lot of my mindset around it of, of letting that go and closing that chapter. 
Mm-hmm. How did it feel after that? You know, did you have any different feelings? Did you feel lighter? Did you feel? I would say I felt lighter and it, <laughs> the very next day, um, I'm doing a 21 day meditation challenge and uh, you got a journal every day after you meditate. And that prompt to journal was around writing a letter to someone that hurt you. And so I've never physically written that letter out. And so I wrote it to my ex and going through that situation, you always want to write that letter and you always just want to motherfuck that person and, and really, you know, give your two cents. And I think that's why I never wrote it because I didn't want that. I didn't want that letter to be about that. So I think that was the full release was the following day when I was able to write that letter. Once again, there was no, nothing bad in that letter and and there was gratitude because without that happening, I wouldn't be here as far as the path I'm on now. So it's just interesting and and crazy how the universe works. Yeah. I love burning stuff. It's one of my favorite and I'm not a fire starter or fire or anything like that, but definitely working through issues or they have a lunar practice around the cycles of the moon. And there is a time to release things and let them go. And I think fire is a beautiful way to do it. I love ritual and it's something that I've developed over time. But I think one of the things that our culture kind of misses out on is ritual. I mean, obviously if you're religious or if you have a spiritual practice, there are rituals that are part of that. But in your everyday life, you can create rituals. And so that's kind of what I wanted to dive into. It's like, there's an importance to that. There's an importance to setting intentions. There's an importance to releasing things. And how do we do that? Well, first it brings up the question, what's the difference between a ritual and a habit? Such a good question. Yeah. I mean, I think something that we touch on in this podcast all the time and, and we take these grand ideas and we reduce it down to awareness and intention, right? And so a habit, I would say, is something that you do without consciousness. It's something that you do, you just do it and you don't bring much mindful awareness to it. Like checking your phone? Checking your phone. Eating sometimes people don't even have awareness around. You find yourself, you know, in the refrigerator eating something. And you're like, why am I eating? I'm not even hungry. Yeah. So we spend a lot of time in unconsciousness, going through life, doing things where we really should be conscious. And I think going from habit to ritual, there's there's a process, but um, a ritual is really intentional and is focused on something very specific. That would be my definition. I don't know. What do you think? No, I agree. I I think there's a a big difference between a habit and a practice, a ritual, uh, whatever you want to call it. I think, I think you nailed it on the head by saying it's just an unconscious can even be a reaction. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, I've seen it so many times. Let's, let's use the example of a phone. 
people are so habitual when it comes to phone that they see somebody check their phone, they're going to check their phone. You know, that that's why uh, a, a lot of people do that practice and put your phones in the in the center of the table. And if you check it, guess what? You're buying the tab. You know, oh, I've, I've never heard that. I've, yeah, I've, I've been around that a few times and, and even at parties or get togethers because I don't really do parties, but um, game nights, stuff like that. So I, I think to, to talk about intention, that's setting an intention that we're not going to. We're not going to focus on the electronics. We're here to engage and interact with, with other other humans. So I, I think stepping out of the unconscious side of it and being aware and present is, is what differentiates the habit over which rule and practice and, and whatnot. Mm. I read an article today that talks about habits, routines, and rituals. And they were really saying that habits are automatic responses to things or automatic way of being without much thought. Routines are you think about something like your morning routine. You have to get ready for work. So, you know, you have to take a shower and maybe you want to exercise first, have coffee, blah, blah, blah. And then going from a habit, you can create, you can make a habit into a routine by putting a little bit of intentionality or awareness around that. To take a routine to a ritual is what you said exactly. It's making it a practice with intention. So even though you have to take a shower as part of your morning routine, if you bring mindfulness and set an intention around what's going on in your mind in that shower, like you're not thinking about what you're doing in the day, maybe you set a gratitude ritual when you take a shower. So you've turned that routine into now a very special thing where you're intentionally being grateful as the water comes on you. And I think we suffer from unconsciousness in our culture. And I think it's really important to bring consciousness back, to do things intentionally, celebrate and acknowledge big changes in life or even small changes in life. I don't know. Those are my thoughts about that. No, I, I, I agree completely. It, it's easy to say you got a morning routine when it, it's for something that you have to do, right? Like work. We all have to work. What that looks like varies. But if you're just going through the motions, that's just your routine. It still has that unconscious side of it. Mm. To where you can be a zombie in the morning and the next thing you know, you, you've already driven to work and you're like, How, how'd I get here? Mm. <laughs> you know, we're just, you get programmed that way. So I think, I think it all comes back down to that awareness with intention because my morning practice and, and something that I've been putting off for a long time that I'm now constantly doing, I'm on two weeks, which doesn't sound like a long time, but for me, that's huge. And, you know, I have a morning ritual and that's, I wake up, I take the dog out, I get some water. I do my stretching, my yoga, my meditation, and my journal all before I check my phone. Mm. Does it happen exactly like that every day? No, because life happens. Prime example, today I had to wake up super early to go get my van worked on. So 
the intention comes into play is that I'm not going to allow this day to pass without doing my ritual. It's just now at the end of the day, because I set that intention because I want to better myself, you know, both mentally and physically. And I'm already noticing the shift. So just two weeks of me setting my day out with intention and setting a ritual is a game changer. Can you talk about some of the things that you're noticing that have improved? Well, I've already noticed a difference in my flexibility <laughs> doing, doing the stretching and the yoga. Because I'm not in the, the greatest shape at 36 with a, with a bad back and bad knees. But around the meditation and journaling, I mean, I've gotten a lot of clarity over stuff that, that's been clouded both personally and professionally. So that in, you know, setting that intention to allow the room, to allow that space for me to hold for myself has shown a lot. Mm-hmm. Because let, let's be real, a lot of times we rely on others to hold that space when we can't even hold that space for ourselves. Oh, yeah. So th- I call it outsourcing. Yeah, yeah. So I think that me spending that time and really dedicating and that commitment of setting intention every day, I just feel, I just feel better. And it, it's vague, but it's, it's just, I feel lighter. I, I'm not stressed as much, which I've been decluttering that life of stress. So that has something to play with it. But it, it just circles back to, to being present. Yeah, I think that a lot of people... Well, and we talk about these things, but it's really unpacking the practical aspects of these things. When you, I remember Shay saying this a long time ago, when you don't have a plan for your life, someone will step in and have a plan for your life. And by setting up intentional practices, you are setting a course and a direction for your life, right? It may not be specific, but it's there. There is, you're creating a container for your life. So now people don't have to come in. You don't have to react. You have already planted the seeds of this container. I I think that when you start your day from an empowered place, it flows through your day. You create a space where you can be peaceful, where you can be develop clarity, like you said, And then whatever comes in in that day, you've already got a good foundation. So it's going to be harder to knock you off if you've done that work, if -hmm. you've done that practice. I think it's really, it's almost like fortifying yourself for life. But in a healthy way. Fortifying, like taking like vitamins and minerals, right? It's like you're you're strengthening yourself for life because life has a lot of things it can throw at you. Like I was having this thought the other day that if you start from a place of, oh, this isn't going right. It could be a cascading effect. I, I've woken up and had things not go well. Some Like you drop something or something and it could be a setup for a really bad day. Or you could pause and say, Oh, I see. This is going to be challenging. But if you go back to your practice and and strengthen yourself and fortify yourself, it doesn't really matter what comes up because you're ready. I don't know. Does that make sense? It makes a hundred percent. It's it's that mindful. 
mindfulness and being present. And a, a lot of times like hearing you talk makes me think of, <laughs> I'm a prime example of this is waking up, knowing work's going to suck before I even get out of bed. I'm already putting that negativity out. So what's going to happen? It's going to be a shitty day. I'm going to make it a shitty day because that's what I'm looking for. Right. And it, it took me a long time. And that's something I struggled with. And that's why it took me six months to, to really make that decision of, of leaving that career. But once I woke up and started, and this is, this goes back before then, before I started my morning ritual, but like, I wouldn't wake up with the negativity. So, so negative things wouldn't happen. Yes. Yes. Does, does shit happen? Yes. Do you get a flat tire? Do you get a speeding ticket? Uh, do you get a boss yelling at you? Yes. All that can happen. But if you're clear and you have that intention of making everything as positive as you can, that's the difference. Yeah. You know, having the intention of, okay, prime example, my van. I, I got to a point where I don't have the sprinter equipment to test something. So I had to outsource it and, and pay a guy to diag it. I found a, a fairly local guy and I drove out there and we worked on it together. Yeah, it cost me a couple hundred dollars, but what I gained from it to me outweighs that cost. So in turning turn instead of being, oh, I can't believe it cost me that much money, it was like, man, I took away a lot of knowledge from this guy and I got my van fixed. So now one step closer to getting on the road. Right. I I had this thought when you were speaking just now that those things are gonna come, but mm -hmm. they don't have to be defining moments of your day your boss coming down a little hard on you or whatever. It doesn't have to be about that. It's just a, it's just a blip on the screen of your day rather than consuming your whole day. Yeah. I have a morning practice quite similar to yours, you know, where it's very intentional time that I spend in meditation. I read from a couple of different books sort of to get me thinking about things that maybe weren't in my direct like thought process, but they're books designed to get me thinking deeply about things. And I go into the day with thought, you know, something that's a prompt to think about. And so when something comes up, I'm already in, or I might, I might do chanting. I, I, I mean, it's, it's a whole bunch of things, but the more things that you have as tools, just the better. I feel fantastic, right? I feel great. So if it's traffic, it's traffic. I mean, I'm going to get there. What's going to, I'm not, what, what am I rushing for? What am I doing? It's all, it's okay. I didn't always have that. I remember being stressed just like everybody. I remember getting to work sometimes. I worked in a totally different direction in a very congested, it was rush hour. And by the time I got to work, like I wanted to drink. I, that was just from driving to work, not even working a full day. You know, I was just like, oh, this is horrible. I don't have that anymore. No, it's funny because it just makes <laughs> I worked, I had, my drive was not even 15 minutes when I was working at the dealership and I wanted to drink after driving 15 minutes. So I can only imagine the, the LA traffic rush out. Yeah, it's bad. But I think that whether it's setting a morning ritual for presence, gratitude, clarity, 
or setting an evening ritual where you sort of are reflective of the day and what's happened and how you were in the day. If it's a lunar ritual where you are writing intentions or releasing by burning, it's very important to become conscious in your life and to create practices that support the life that you want to live. Hands down. It it makes me think about that alignment that we talk about, you know, with the mind, body, and soul. Because, you know, just going through the day, you're not going to be in alignment. You got to set intentions. And when you don't, you're out of alignment and you you notice it. You might not be able to pinpoint it. You know, you you might get triggered easily and have a short fuse and snap on somebody because you're not in alignment. Yeah. And I would also say this, that when you are not intentional, when something happens, where do you refer back to? Recently, I'll just share this, that one of my intentions has been to be an agent of peace and joy in the world. So let's say I face someone who's rude or antagonistic or something like that. And there's this split moment where I have a choice to react because I set the intention to be that person in the world. I refer back to that. And instead of reacting in a sort of negative way to a negative, you know, interaction that someone's having with me, I say, oh, wait a minute. My intention is to be a peaceful, joyful person in the world. So if I yell at that person, I'm not in integrity with myself. So if I want to be peaceful, the way that I resolve this is to send kindness and love and peace to this person. It's like that. It's so, it drives, and you mentioned something and I'd like you to read the quote that you mentioned earlier, but when you have the intentionality, it drives your behavior, right? If you want to be healthy, I'm not going to see you in the drive-thru at McDonald's because that's not in alignment. That's not the intention. That's not going to drive your behavior. You want to be healthy, I might see you in the checkout line at Whole Foods or some other whole, you know, farmer's market or something like that, right? It's going to drive your behavior. So maybe you could read that quote. Yeah, I came across this article around ditching resolutions and make intentions instead. And the quote was, you are what your deepest desire is. As your desire is, so is your intention. As your intention is, so is your will. As your will is, so is your deed. As your deed is, so is your destiny. And I mean, it sounds like a lot, but it's not. And it it all starts with where do you want to be in alignment with yourself? Who are you going to be within, which is then projected out? And for the example that you use, coming in contact with someone that's negative or hostile, But what you did was you took that moment to pause, which we don't know how to do (laughs) um, in today's society. But you took that pause and you decided to respond instead of react, which is something so simple that we throw out the window, taking that moment to pause and decide, how do I want to respond? Because the reaction is unconscious. It's that habit. But I would also say that beyond just pausing, I had already decided to be a peaceful, joyful person in the morning. So I didn't even really have to pause for that long because I just had to defer to my intention for that morning. 
You know, it was already written. It was already written for myself. And Mm -hmm. if you don't set that intention, like, how do I want to be today? How do I want to be in the world today? When you take that pause, if you have nothing to refer back to, you're like, uh, 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 you know, and it takes you a little bit longer to figure that out. So that's why developing a practice of really, really, really being intentional, it's quick. Your response can be quicker. Your way of being is more integrated and more natural. It flows. If every step you take in that day is based around whatever the intention was for your morning, it just flows. It flows. I I think that you're experiencing that as well in your life. Would you Mm -hmm. say that's true? Hands down. And it goes back into the universe is going to do its thing. You know, you you put an intention out there, whether it's positive or negative, the universe is going to give you what you asked for. It may not look exactly what you thought. It may not be a big moment, but the universe is going to put it out there for you. It, it it comes down to, to like what you said, you set the intention of you were going to put joy out there. That's aligning with yourself. That's that alignment. When you have it, yeah, it comes easy. But getting to that alignment is not always easy. Nothing is easy, Randy, but it is worthwhile. We have this expression in the horse world that no matter what, you are either training or untraining your horse. So whether you bring consciousness to it, you're either telling your horse what you want or you're letting your horse get away with whatever it wants. Yeah. So it's about the consciousness piece is huge. It's just, I mean, it's huge. So what you're saying about putting it in the universe, whether you are aware of it or not, you're putting it out there. Yeah. So might as well put out what you want rather than what you don't. And that means you can't be asleep in your life. It means you're working and it's work. So I don't care what anybody says. When you look at someone and they make it look effortless, believe me, it is not effortless. No, I mean, the, the 10,000 hour, you know, it takes 10,000 hours to master something. And even then it's not perfect. I mean, it's always a work in progress under construction. I think the key is at the end of the day or the beginning of your day, knowing what you want. And I think that's a big part where society struggles. And it's something that I even struggle with is I felt like I was always stuck. And that's just how it was. Nothing's going to change. I'm stuck. This is, it is what it is. That was like my most famous when I was negative quote ever was, it is what it is. Instead of it is what it is in a positive way, which is in a sense of don't sweat the small stuff. It's all small stuff, mm-hmm. you know, which is a great little read, by the way, quick, <laughs> quick little read. Cause I was thinking about it earlier. That was a big shift was realizing that, that I'm in control of my life. I can do whatever I want in life. It's just, what do I want to put in to get there? Mm-hmm. A- and I would say this too, this is something we always talk about, which is, getting to know yourself, getting to know what's right for you, rather than seeing what your neighbor, your friend, your colleague, your your parents have done and following in their path. That path is theirs. Mm-hmm. It might, might not necessarily align with who you are. Um, and so 
the more time you spend cultivating a relationship with yourself, the easier it will be for you to find alignment and set intentions that work for you. But without that inner work, without that inner reflection, it's very difficult because people say like, well, I don't know what to set the intention for because, you know, you don't know yourself. So you don't know what you should be doing. It's like, stop looking around at what everyone else is doing and sit with yourself. Listen to yourself. Listen to that small voice inside you that's guiding and directing you. It doesn't matter what your neighbor does, your friend does. That's their, get back on your path. Keep your eyes on your own paper and set intentions for yourself and make rituals that support the life that you want to live. Doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. Yeah, there's no cheating. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) There's no cheating. You're not allowed to cheat because it it doesn't end well. It it goes down the wrong path. So I, I agree 100%. I think that inner work that needs to happen and really understand who you are and what you want out of your life. And also, what do you, what do you want to come from your life? Like putting that out there, like be bigger than just yourself, mm-hmm. I think has a, has a huge role. I'm, I'm a hundred percent okay with people being selfish in a positive way. Well, then is it selfish if it's in a positive way or is it, uh, is it, self-care what's the distinction between being selfish and being pro-self i guess so i guess when it for me what's coming up is selfishness has such a negativity around it as we were taught growing up that you're not allowed to be selfish but i think that was taught to us in the wrong format because self-care is being selfish you are working on yourself you're focusing on yourself But I do think once you're dialed in with yourself and you're giving back, that's that positive selfishness that I would say. That's interesting. I struggle with that. I'm sorry to say. I think selflessness is just as negative as selfishness. And here's why. Selflessness is, it's horrible because what happens is around selflessness, you build resentment because you never take the time to care for yourself. And I don't like selfishness either because I think that that puts you away from others. I think really healthy self-care, I don't know, I'm going to have to get my mind around that, but I think taking time for yourself is okay and it is not selfish and it is also not selfless. It's that place in the middle where when you engage, you are fully present. If you are too selfless, you cannot be fully present because you're run down. And if you're too selfish, you just don't engage in anything. So it's that middle path again. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Are you? Okay. I think for people to just start to develop healthy routines and rituals, journaling, yoga, meditation, prayer. And we're not talking about religious rituals. We're talking about intentional things that help you become a better person. Practice mindfulness, stretch daily, work out regularly, celebrate life with joy. Well, I'd say this, taking time to rest, taking time to be quiet with yourself. That's an intention. 
Mm-hmm. Love yourself. Love yourself. So, be a kind human. I, I, I think with, and this could just be me dissecting it, is yes, you can have rituals around events. Mm-hmm. But rituals with yourself, with intention, is what we're talking about. Right. I just well, wanted to- I mean, ritual is intentional. So I don't oh, yeah, think there's separate. Separating it from an event. How about this? Daily rituals. Daily yeah. rituals. I like it. Mm-hmm. All any right. Fi- well, any final thoughts, Kim? You know, I guess I would just say to anybody who's listening, you know, do a little bit of investigation into your life and your daily habits and your routines and see if you can bring a little bit of mindfulness and intentionality to the things that you do every day. So perhaps when you're driving in your car, instead of turning up the music really loud, set the intention to be very present to be a kind driver or, you know, when you're in the shower, maybe start a gratitude practice or, you know, I would just challenge people to listen, to do an inventory of what, what's going on and see if they can create a daily ritual. I like it. All right. If this episode resonated with you or made you think about someone, you know, please pay it forward and like subscribe and share it. We appreciate it. 